This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Here's the scenario. Your insurance company is denying your long-term disability claim despite the fact that you've paid premiums for years and your own doctor insists that you're not well enough to work. If this sounds familiar, call Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. You'll speak with me, Brian Goldfinger, a licensed and experienced lawyer who practices exclusively on behalf of accident victims, disability claimants, and their families. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm O. Sampson Folk, here to detail for you the Raptors' wacky, fun, and malaise-filled win against the Atlanta Hawks, the matinee game on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But a win, you know, a win counts as a win, same as any other type. The 30-point comeback against the Mavericks in this game. They sit the same in the win columns for the Raptors, 122-117. to They escape Atlanta with a victory, and yeah, let's get into the game. Let's talk about it. To kick things off, the Raptors looked like the far better team, and not by a small margin, but a very large one. They they were getting after it on the offensive glass, got themselves started really well. They had a 6-1 to shot advantage early on. You had Marcus all bring up the rear of the offense, hitting threes against the an Atlanta defense that wanted to nestle into the paint, that really wanted to pack it. He kind of coaxed them out of there, and the Raptors throughout the rest of the first quarter really doing a great job of getting into the paint. They finished with 24 paint points in the first quarter. That's a ton of action on the inside, and they, you know, quite similar to the Minnesota Timberwolves game as well, the Raptors forsaking the three-point shot a little bit for the inside action, and you know what? They had a great start of the game. It worked well for them early on. And you know what? Kudos to them stepping out, getting a 36-25 lead. Pascal Siakam in particular. Kyle Lowry doing a really good job of running the offense. Finding Pascal, his moments. Fred VanVleet, Kyle Lowry playing really well in their relocation. Lowry doing a really good job of getting everybody in the right spot. Pascal Siakam, of course, though, doing a great job of finding his spots, whether it's posting up, spinning off, or passing on a doubles. Whatever he was doing early on, hitting all the right notes, 
And the Hawks on the other side, really dependent on Trey Young, his dribble penetration and trying to get downhill, trying to stir things up for them. And the Raptors, for whatever reason, small, quick guards seem to be their kryptonite. It happens with Ish Smith, happens with Kemba at times. But those types of guys, those types of players get loose on the Raptors. So we saw Trey Young getting downhill. And that was basically how he got the, the Hawks offense going in the Raptors defense was definitely susceptible to that we've seen this Raptors defense that gives up a lot of three-pointers to the opposing team allowing a lot of drive and kick opportunities for the Hawks offense usually this wouldn't be such a worry because the Hawks they're the worst three-point shooting team in the league a lot of that skews or is skewed because of Trey Young and his you know his proclivity to just launch from anywhere and the fact that he puts up so many shots that are considered egregious some go in often they don't but you know, the Raptors, they, they do give up a lot of that drive and kick opportunity for the Hawks and the way that they play directly through Trey Young. That actually turned out to be quite advantageous for the team out of Atlanta. But the Raptors cleaned it up, you know, 36-25 going into the second, doing a pretty good job of keeping them at bay. And the second quarter is where things got a little bit more problematic because the, the Hawks were very, very happy. Lloyd Pierce was very happy to play Trey Young a heavy dose of minutes. So the Raptors were constantly dealing with his penetration. And the Hawks' offense never really stopped at any point in this game. It was they had they had great you know power of will to to push themselves through the dry spots and to keep running their sets and Trey Young to keep trying to get downhill, splitting those double teams, getting going. And so when Nurse trotted out Van Vliet plus bench in the second quarter, that meant that there was an opportunity because the Raptors' offense did dry up a little bit at that point in time and. There was a lot of dribbling from Van Vliet. There, it seemed like because the three-point shots weren't really falling for the Raptors that the Hawks took that as a note to pack the paint a little more with the Raptors not shooting that well. I mean, this happens in how many basketball games a year, right? Team A doesn't shoot that well. Team B packs the paint. Team A thinks, oh my God, I have to get to going to the rim because I can't shoot that well right now. And they end up just driving into a packed paint. We see that with Fred Van Vliet in the second quarter. And the Raptors as a whole, and to the point that the Hawks, being down 36-25 after the first, but getting back and tying things up at 45 points because the Van Vliet plus bench units weren't that great, that the Raptors weren't able to create consistent offense at that point in time. And the Hawks, they actually managed to take the lead going into halftime. They're up 60-57. to The Raptors, once they got Lowry and Cole back in, there was some grifting that came in. The Raptors started getting their offense going, but by that time... The Hawks had already found a bit of a groove, and a lot of their young guys, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Kevin Hoyter, they all are really dependent on their their rhythm for their jump shots, and I just want to say I like uh, DeAndre Hunter quite a bit. I think he's a great player. I'm excited to see what he develops into, but Trey Young really stirring the pot, really getting the offense going for them. The Raptors still struggling to stop that, but even more so now, and on the other end, not getting as easy offense because the, the Hawks decided to pack the paint, so the Raptors weren't able to emulate that 24 paint points in a quarter, and quite frankly, not even close to that. So they go into the second half trailing, and the Hawks feeling quite good about themselves because the Raptors, A, had a lot of letdowns defensively, and B, couldn't get their own offense going, so things were looking up for the team out of Atlanta. And the third quarter was, you know, it seemed like a continuation of that type of play style where, you know, sometimes when you watch the Raptors, their offense can be so easy and they can really get into some nice sets and we see them create a lot of great shots, but sometimes it gets into those lulls and it is kind of dependent on who has the ball, right? Because you see 
With Fred Van Vliet, sometimes things can get really bogged down. With Kyle Lowry, he plays really fast, which is interesting because the half-court offense is best serviced by Kyle Lowry, but is most often occupied by Fred Van Vliet. So it's it's a weird use of the players. And then we see Marcus All getting a hand in it, Pascal Siakam as well. But the Raptors not finding very easy offense. And basically, from the early part in the game, couldn't hit any threes outside of Norm Powell, who we'll talk about in a bit. But they, they weren't able to stretch the four. The Hawks packed the paint on them. And that's really, really troublesome for a guy like Fred Van Vliet, who has... He had a big mid-range shot later on in the game, but he doesn't have much of a mid-range presence or floater presence, so he has to either take the three or get all the way to the rim, and with him not performing really well from downtown, not being able to pass over the lengthy Hawks defense, a lot of times he was being funneled to the rim where he would just gnash the pick and roll, reset the offense, or he'd be blocked or throw up a prayer, something like that, and the Raptors having a lot of trouble trying to create with those limitations. Even Lowry, we saw some of the same struggles from him. And that's, you know, a credit to the Hawks for identifying where the Raptors weren't feeling it in this game. Identifying that the Raptors were not wanting to take those three-pointers. We're feeling like they have to get to the rim. The Hawks identified that. They funneled them towards help. And the Hawks aren't even a terrific team defending on the inside. But they were gang rebounding. They were gang defending. Their rotations were pretty crisp to the middle of the floor. Maybe not outwards, but... They, you know, they did the right thing. They identified the Raptors' weakness in this one, and they started to build a lead, but that's when Kyle Lowry, I think, identified that he just needed to put his head down, create some fouls, get to the basket, and so we saw Lowry grifting and grinding the Raptors back into this, which quite frankly set the stage for the biggest performance of the game, which was Norman Powell, who 27 points on 14 shots. He had six threes in the game, and that... Most of that action started with him in the third quarter, bleeding into the fourth. And he went on, in those quarters, he went on a 9-0 run by himself, but a 12-point you know, a twelve point run just for the Raptors. But he spurred on a 9-0 run, and it wasn't even just hitting shots, like catch-and-shoot opportunities. He was hitting off-the-dribble pull-ups. And basically, the way this game came down to it, besides the crazy chaos that was the end of it, for, you know, 12... Maybe 10 to 12 minutes of this game, Norm Powell had the Hawks, you know, their defense locked down. He was getting where he wanted to at will. He was hitting tons of shots, and he was driving the Raptors' offense forward to the point that it allowed both Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet to stay under 30 minutes played again in this game. So that, that created rest for some of the most heavily used guards in the league in Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. So not only was he driving the Raptors forward, stealing the game away from the Hawks with just being able to dominate the Hawks' second unit and even their first unit, you know, sometimes. And, that you know, that's great to see. And another game where Norm Powell scores over 20 points and in this 13-game stretch, now 14 games, 15 games, he's averaging nearly, what is it, 23 points on roughly 60, <laughs> what, 50, 90 shooting splits. It's It's been absurd. It's been crazy. But that's what's driven the Raptors in some of these games. When they hit those lulls, Norm Powell has been tremendous. They run those pin downs for him. They run him in split action. And they know when they run him in horns and all these types of actions, 
they know he's going to come around and he's going to be able to hit his open jump shots or he's going to make a good decision going downhill. And we saw that. And joining him, we saw Terrence Davis, Patrick McCaw with a great stint alongside him as well. Just being able to turn over the Hawks, get the transition offense going. That's where Terrence Davis was really impressive on the offensive end. But Patrick McCaw was really good on the defensive end. And all those things, they led to the Raptors having a nice lead in the fourth quarter. Once it gone down to the last three minutes of the fourth quarter, some crazy stuff happened. The The Hawks, they broke off a 13-0 run. That brought them to within three. There was a, a goaltending call on Norm Powell after an inbounds that went awry. And man, it came down to it. But Fred Van Vliet hit a couple shots. He hit some free throws. And the Hawks just weren't able to climb all the way back into it. The Raptors, they wrapped it up at 122 to 117. They closed it off. They made it happen. And the Raptors, you know, they got a win. Echoing the same sentiments now as I did at the very start of the podcast. But it's important to close these types of games. And the Raptors, even though it got a little bit hairy at the end, they're able to do so. And that's that's what you love to see, honestly. And the Reggie Evans Award, it could not go to anybody but Norm Powell. I think that would be absurd. I can't imagine it, it being any other way. He saved this game. And I'm sure if... If he didn't play as well as he did, if he didn't perform that same type of way, Nick Nurse would have put more of the load on Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. They would have played 34, 35 minutes, and the Raptors would have won the game, I think. But Norm Powell being able to do that, being a super sub, outplay his competition by such a high margin that he can do that kind of stuff, that's fantastic. And that's his hustle, his defensive acumen, and his skill, and his finesse, and I love to see that, and I think that's deserving of the Reggie Evans Award, so that goes out to him. And the top quick reaction comment from, looks like, moderate underscore observer. The poor finish shouldn't gloss over the excellent play by the bench. Not their fault the coach wanted them to play 15 straight minutes. Norm is the man. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a valuable insight. The I thought the bench, like I was just saying, Terrence Davis, Patrick McCaw, and Norm, fantastic. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson had, you know, some great defensive sequences and some big rebounds as well. That's always what you love to see from Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Surge, kind of an uninspired game a little bit from him, but that's okay. You know, he's been very good for a while. So there's a letdown every once in a while, just with any player. So, I. but you bring up a great point. The Raptors, the bench is what did it for them. You know, Norm Powell is going to receive a lot of the limelight, and I'm going to title the podcast something with Norm Powell, of course. He was he was fantastic. He was transcendent. But the bench was really good, and they do deserve the love for that. And they did have to play almost 15 straight minutes. That's a, that's a good insight. So I agree with that. Norm is the man. I agree with that as well. Thank you very much for listening, whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at mrsmyers.com.
The Drinkworks Home Bar by Keurig is the perfect start to set any holiday vibe. The Home Bar makes over 30 cocktails, brews, ciders, and more, all at the push of a button. From cosmopolitans to old fashions, each pod contains real ingredients and premium spirits. Insert the pod and let the Home Bar do the work. Go to drinkworks.com to order your Home Bar and see all available drinks. Drinkworks. Press play. Keurig is a registered trademark of Keurig Green Mountain, Inc. Used under license. Please enjoy responsibly.